0: You watched them.
1: You cheered for them. Maybe you booed them. You listened to them. You were impressed by them. Today, they share their favorite memories with you. It's the Give Me a Sense podcast. Here's your host, Mike Yam. I oh, couldn't be more excited for the first episode of the Give Me a Sense podcast. And, you know, I think we're coming out of the gates with one of the all time greats who has ever played the game of football. He's won four Super Bowls, 10 time Pro Bowler. He's a guy that I can call a friend, a colleague as well, that I've worked with at the Pac 12 networks. In fact, the Pac 12 conference released their all century team. He was the conference's defensive player of the year, of the century. And I'll throw this one out there. He's one of the few guys that can use sort of his fame and all the things that he did on the football field for for good. And he's got his foundation, All-Stars Helping Kids. I've been involved in a couple of those events, and and it really, just to see the, the look on a lot of the kids' faces, really underprivileged kids that are being helped out because of his foundation, really is truly special. One and only Ronnie Lott is on the show. Ronnie, really appreciate you stopping by and being the first guest on this podcast.
0: Man, it's exciting to be the first guest. And as you know, when you're the first, you better try to bring the best
1: something tells me you will, you were going to bring it. And I, look, you and I, we, we've had some conversation. I, I, I told you that I wanted this show to be about stories and, and spending time with you on set and offset. You have a million of those stories. And yet people will talk about, you know, the Super Bowls that you played in and, and what kind of leader you are and, and all the things that you do off the field. But I, I think it's sort of interesting to go back to, to how it all started for you because, you know, you look at your past and sort of your upbringing and how you got to USC, how you were able to thrive there. And then obviously, at the NFL level. Take me back to what it's like to be a kid watching other champions and then you following essentially in their footpath.
0: Yeah, you know what's interesting to me is that when you think about being a kid and you think about the people you watch and the people you try to emulate, you find that it's uh, somewhat, somewhat impossible, somewhat scary, somewhat nervous. And I think one of the great things for me is that I look back at that experience, and I look back at my moments of growing up in in certain uh, communities. Uh, I was born out Albuquerque, New Mexico, and then we moved to Washington, D.C. And when I moved to Washington, D.C., I started looking at sports. I started realizing that sports is really an important part of my life. I love playing. I love going out and hanging with my friends. But the one thing that I, I, I remember distinctly was I really wanted to, like, be like certain guys and you wanted to act like certain guys. And uh, you found, I found myself, you know, when you when you would look at the Boston Celtics and you would look at them and you would realize that they were a champion and you would see, you know, Sat Sanders and, and you would see, you know, the great players on that team, John Havlicek. And, and you would see what they, how they play, what they stood for the celebrations. And you started to emulate that. You wanted to be like that. You thought that it was important that you had some of those characteristics. And uh I, I think a lot of times as 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 a as a kid, which a lot of kids are gonna be listening to this, you gotta have an imagination. You gotta wanna go out and emulate people. You gotta wanna go out and try to be like them. And for me, when I look back and knowing what it was like to watch that Celtics team, and to watch some of the great teams, the Baltimore Orioles team when I was a kid, and watching Frank Robinson, and 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 then seeing Frank Robinson and getting you know a chance to be around him, you start to realize that it's not it's not by chance that even Robinson and those guys when they were growing up they wanted to be like Willie Mays and they wanted to emulate him and they wanted to be like certain guys. And you find that if you emulate the right people, the right characteristics, do it the right way, that it does matter. It does lead you to be able to have a productive life. And I think that if it wasn't for those experiences of looking at young people and, and 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 not only being a young person myself at the time, but looking at other young people, and watching those other young people around you, and and talking to them, and saying, oh yeah, what do you think about this guy, and what do you think about that guy, and how how Russell is dominating Chamberlain, and 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 you start to start to see that Lou Alcindor is man, maybe he's going to be the guy that's going to you know overtake all of them, and and you start to realize that. All of those personalities help you become the personality that you are today, and and I think that that today is one of those things that I still get excited about. I still think about. It. I still dream about it. I still love it. I still feel like even last night I was at the you know I was at the Warriors game, and I was sitting there before the game, dreaming about the game. I was sitting there just in a daze thinking, what's going to happen in this game? You got, you know, some of the best players in the world playing. And I didn't think the outcome would be the outcome because I thought that the Warriors would figure out a way to manage themselves to not make mistakes in the fourth quarter. And, and, uh, that clearly wasn't the case. And, but my imagination took me there and my imagination helped me, you know, look at and think about what the game could possibly end up like. And uh, and so, yeah, even today, I'm still thinking about sports and imagining it and, and, and processing it and, and still wanting to feel a part of it.
1: So Ronnie, you you, you envisioned it, right, as as a kid growing up that you want whatever your goals were. And I know you played a ton of sports as as a kid and, and and obviously you were a guy that even could have played basketball at the college level. I remember you telling me about that story, uh showing me some of your dribbling skills on our set as well. But but to me it's it's more than just visualizing, isn't it? I mean, there's gotta be a point where you say to yourself, the, the light bulb switches and you say, Hey, I can actually compete. At a high level, whether it's Division One football or even at the NFL, what at what point did it click for you?
0: That's a great question, and the reason I say that it's a great question is not so much where it clicks. I think in all human beings there is a competitive spirit, and the question is why do you want it, and and how are you going to use it. And how are you gonna use it in a productive way? And how are you going to know that this 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 gift that God gave you, what is it that's gonna allow you to maximize it? And I think a lot of times in our lives, sometimes we don't realize that even when we had the gift, and the great story for me was I didn't realize that the gift that I had was also could be used for other areas in my life. And and John Robinson had he not shared that Lynn Swan was one of the great competitors Lynn Swan competed in everything. Everything that he did. Not just not just in football, but everything. And I think when he shared that story with me as a freshman and shared it with our team, it was one of those aha moments where you sit there and you go, That's right, it is broader than just Playing the game of and competing in that, that you can not compete in a lot of other aspects. And you know, it's those moments in your life where you realize that yes, you have this imagination early on, but there's those aha moments where you start to realize that the competitive juice that we have inside of us is 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 useful in a lot of a lot of things, a lot of things we do. And I know for I'm sure there was a moment where it clicked for you and you said, you know what, I should be, I'm not only going to be a great announcer, but I want to compete. I want to be the best. I want to be one of those people that people talk about and they listen to me and they know that I'm telling a great story. I'm telling stories that that matter, stories that that feel like um, I'm changing their lives. So, uh, yeah, that that does happen in your life, but it, it happens in, in many different moments. And for me, uh, it happened in college, but it also happened to me at a time, too, when I was young. Because when I was younger, I used to sit there, and I didn't realize that sometimes you can compete so hard that you can get in trouble. And my dad had to pull me off the field in the baseball game. And he pulled me off the field in the baseball game when I was about 12 years old, 11, I think I was about 11 or 12 years old, and he pulled me off the field saying, hey, if you act like that, you can't play. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, really, I'm taking you off the field. And so he even framed it for me that there are certain things you can't do. There are certain you can't pout. There are certain things you can't, even though guys are getting under your skin, even though people are, are you know, yelling your name, that even at 11 years old, you have to have composure and you have to play the right way. So those little lessons are lessons that impacted my life even today that, you know, you have to be able to be accountable, but you can't let people get under your skin.
1: And I want to get Ronnie to, to give some advice to young athletes, and I think you're kind of already going there. But you mentioned this idea of, of competing and wanting to be great, and you know this. You can't win every single time. Right, I mean, it just it it's just impossible. You won a whole lot, you didn't lose a whole lot, but how do you how do you handle loss? I mean, because it did happen for you, it it was ra- those rare moments, but how do you get up off the mat?
0: Well, I think that's a, that's that's really a, one of the most interesting things in life because when you do feel, especially playing defensive back which that's going to happen a lot on the field where you're going to have moments where guys are going to beat you. They're going to make a a move on you. They're going to find a way to get past you. The, the, The bigger question is why do you recover and how do you recover? And why do you recover in a way where you still feel confident about all the elements in your life? I think a lot of it is due to the fact that you feel not only superior, but you feel superior in a way where, you're constantly confident that even though you got beat, that you can still come back and make a, a great play. I see that a lot with a lot of entrepreneurs here in the valley in Silicon Valley. You see a lot of guys who will fail, they will fail, they will fail, they will fail, and then they will continue until they find something that where they'll win. And and, and I see that 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 in those kind of you know people, you find that. It's not about failing. It's about having the opportunity to succeed. And and yes, they are going to find moments where the technology is not going to work. But they also understand that the probability of something possibly working is 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 there. And I think that that optimism in your life is something that we can exercise throughout our whole lives. And I think that one of the challenges for young people is that we forget that that optimism has to be something that is a part of our DNA, and I think that that in itself leads to us to think about other ways, and when we don't have optimism in our life, it leads to sometimes not thinking that there's never any choices for us, and because when you think there's never a choice for you, all of a sudden... You lose hope, and we, that's to me one of the great mysteries in life. When you see people who don't have any hope, where you see so many people that, that migrate from all over the world to Silicon Valley, and they migrate here with the uh, with an idea of I can I can make this happen. This could be me. And I find that this place here is probably the one place where the optimism all the time. And I think that if we had kids that knew that, that you could be optimistic for the rest of your life until you die. That your 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 being gives you a chance to achieve whatever you want to achieve if you work at it.
1: Ronnie, you've done i'm I'm glad you mentioned some of the things at least away from the football field and and sort of you know some of the philanthropic endeavors that you've you've invested in a lot of people and is there something when you reflect back on on your career accomplishments and it could be maybe a football related thing maybe it's away from football but what what's that one thing that you're most proud of?
0: Well, I'm always proud of the fact that when you serve another human being and in sport, one of the great things is that you think about the Niners and you think about why we won, a lot of it was the fact that you could serve your teammates, you could help them, you can enhance them, you could get make them better and and the White Clark for me, early in my career, I didn't know this guy. I was a rookie. He was a guy from South Carolina that he could have taken a lot of different ways of approaching me and yet he took the only way in the right way and that is Hey, man, I'm going to enhance his life. I'm going to make him better. I'm going to try to find ways to show him that I really care for him. And to me, that told me a lot about the elements of the human being because you can literally one day not be with somebody, and the next day you can come from a certain region, and he could come from a, a different region. And before you know it, you're working together to try to find something where you could be a champion and within a within a matter of 6 months you can actually become a champion a world champion and and i think that that testament of what we went through and 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 what we were able to accomplish says a lot about the fact that that happens a lot in a lot of different facets in a lot of different lives and uh, uh to me that's what i love about sports is that who would have thought that Steph Curry and his team or who would have thought that Buster Posey and that group would do what they were able to do and and yet they keep reimagining the opportunity to create greatness in their lives and they keep coming back thirsting for more and and i think that that you know you would want all kids to kind of act like those guys play like those guys be like those guys and i think what i love about you know, those two in particular is that they find themselves not satisfied with where they're at but where they're going. And I feel like that was kind of, you know, a part of my life. It, watching them, they make me excited about living the rest of my life because they 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 refuel the opportunity of what it's like to, to play and not know where you're going, and but yet know that you could possibly have – a shot at being a champion and and uh they they have been champions, and they will continue to be champions for the rest of their life in a lot of endeavors throughout their throughout their lives because
1: they
0: they just they they sense it they understand it, they know who they are and they and they love trying to you know find ways to enhance other people and and usually you enhance your teammates by helping them, you know, in their, in their, in their respective, you know, moments of the game. And, and um, I think that's where this thing of sport makes it so cool because you never, even, even when you play golf, even when you play tennis, there's so many people that help you get to the point where you get, you're able to hit the ball better or you're able to strike the ball better or you're able to do certain things, and it's a lot of it. Is, it's through people around you who in, encourage you, who enhance you, who help you achieve your best.
1: Ronnie, I know you spend a lot of time with young athletes, and you give them. You you go through uh, different camps and clinics, and you're you're giving them advice. For a young athlete right now that's maybe listening to this podcast, what's that that one piece of advice that if you look back at your career or even your time growing up, maybe you wish you could change or or maybe you wish you did more of? What what would that be? Man, I, I wish
0: every kid could exhaust every opportunity. And and what I mean by that is because a lot of kids today will tell you, oh, I don't know if I want to play, oh, I don't know if I want to do this, I don't and Give it a shot. But exhaust the moment. Have fun. Do play as hard as you can. Give everything you can to it. You never know. You might all of a sudden get lucky, hit one out of the park, and before you know it, you get that feeling, you go, Wow, this is something that I like and, and next thing you know, you, you you're now a guy who starts to understand that man, I can contribute, I can be a part of something and so I would encourage kids to try to just exhaust moment, don't think about them just go out and have fun and exhaust it, do the best you can do and 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 then move on to the next you know the next moment of your life and try to then come back and exhaust that moment and uh, I think sometimes we worry sometimes we try to figure it out, sometimes we try to you know do all this stuff and 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 yet it's just exhaust the moment, give what you can give do the best you can do, and then move
1: on. Live without fear, maybe the, another way to describe what you're talking about?
0: Yeah, and, and, and it's so hard because a lot of times when we're afraid, it's because we don't know. We don't know, and when we fail, we're worried about the fact that how people are going to view us, and yet failing is a part of our lives. It's a part of knowing that there are steps that, are going to be challenging, and yet you have to try to figure it out. We're constantly beings of people who are trying to figure it out, trying to understand the quest. I love guys like Elon Musk and Steve Jobs because they never saw fear. They just keep the idea of knowing that there's there's a possibility, and, and there are so many people that believe that, and I think that there are so many kids in sports that also come across those, you know, characteristics of, you know, just play and just have fun and and the and the good ones and the great ones they just go out and they do that and and they don't look back at, oh, mom's going to get bad, be mad at me or dad's going to be frustrated at me. No, you you go out and you know you gave your best and maybe mom and dad aren't feeling the way they're feeling, but that's not going to decide. If you're going to get better or not, what's going to decide that you're going to get better is you—you you being that, the, the the captain of who you want to be.
1: Ronnie Lott, he is—he's a hall of famer. He's won four Super Bowls. Successful in the business world as well. Ronnie, I cannot thank you enough for for coming on the show and being the first guest on the Give Me a Sense podcast. Thank you so much for the time.
0: My game yeah, for you, man. Anything, and more importantly, <laughs> man, may you have more stories like this because I think that kids. And people in general need stories and they need moments to be able to see others in their stories and how they've been able to achieve their best.
1: Well, I'll say this to you, Ronnie, because... You and I have done some events at least away from the studio together. I can't get over because your story has has resonated, your success on the football field. We've been walking on a, on a show break, and I saw a guy pull over his car in the middle of the street, leave his door wide open just to take a picture with you. I've also seen kids who weren't even born when when you were even retired at that point. Still light up, and I know you do a ton of stuff every time I watch the news, I feel like I see you on the screen doing something for for cancer research or uh, the alzheimer's Association, so um, you know your story obviously continues to resonate for a lot of people, so we really do appreciate you you sharing it with us.: Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Really appreciate Ronnie stopping by with us, and I think I'm going to finish every show with a a need-to-know stat. Maybe it's a sports-related thing. Maybe it's not, but just made reference to some of the things that Ronnie does at least away from the football field and and around sports. And the Alzheimer's Association, I know he was just at a gala recently, but that association is something that that is uh, close to me. So I do encourage people. I know social media is this huge, huge factor right now. You know, Go to Twitter. Go to Facebook. Use the hashtag NALZ. You know, post pictures of your family, uh, maybe suffering from the disease because you can't even imagine. And those who have had to endure just how debilitating a disease it is for not only the person suffering from it, but also their family members as well. And I'll I'll leave you with this stat: every sixty six seconds, someone in the United States is developing Alzheimer's disease. So once again, it is something that I think uh, a lot of people need to be aware of, need to be more aware of it. Um, you can use that hashtag. Uh, since this is the first show, and I will always take feedback from everyone, you can follow me on Twitter at Mike underscore Yam. You can uh, tweet me any questions that you have. We've got some upcoming guests. Matt Leinert is going to be the next guest on the show, a uh, Heisman-winning uh, quarterback who obviously had a ton of c- success at USC. He's going to be joining us on the next show. Um, and you can also send that feedback on Facebook. You can follow me on uh, on that medium as well. Uh, the page is just Mike Yam. Thank you so much for listening and downloading and telephone. Friend, pass along uh, the Give Me a Sense podcast.